This morning, God's Word comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 24. We're going to be reading the first 12 verses of this chapter. Luke 24, beginning at verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, this morning we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the pinnacle of the Christian year. It is the resurrection of Christ that gives meaning and fullness to the other events in his life. It gives a fullness to the incarnation that God would come in flesh to die and in flesh be raised once again. It gives meaning to the epiphany that God is revealed to us in Jesus Christ, the true God-man. It gives meaning to the crucifixion. His death was not the end, but it was the prelude to this glorious resurrection. It gives meaning to Christ's ascension and, and his session, that even as he would return from the grave to the earth, so he will return from the earth to heaven once again to rule over all creation. And gives meaning to Pentecost as as his words of promise are fulfilled in the sending of the Holy Spirit. The resurrection story is a familiar story to us, but a glorious story. A story that is timeless and of eternal significance. And so once again this morning, we look at these words from Luke chapter 24. He is not here, but has risen that we might be encouraged that Jesus Christ truly has been raised from the dead and we find our life in his risen life. On that first Easter morning, 
we take note of the devotion of the women who were following him. We perhaps should have gone back to Luke 23 and verse 54. After Christ dies, it was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath day they rested, according to the commandment, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. The women came to anoint the body of Christ. The women came to honor him, even in his death. They had seen the crucifixion. They had seen where he was laid. And they prepared their spices to anoint him. But, but the next day was the Sabbath. And so according to command, they rested. But at the very first opportunity they had, on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they got up to anoint the body of Jesus, seeking to honor him in his death. And while we might appreciate the devotion of the women, while we might appreciate their intention to honor Jesus, doing so um, betrays something of a lack of their understanding. They went to anoint a dead body. They went to honor him, but, but their actions betrayed they expected to find a dead body. Their devotion, while admirable, had to be redirected from a dead body to a living Lord. We read in verse 2, And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, and when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. They expected to find one thing, a dead body, but they found another, an empty tomb. And then we read, verse 4, While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. They expected to find death, and they find life. Two men there, bright, glorious, dazzling. They expected one thing, but they found another. And so we read in verse 5, they were frightened and they bowed their faces to the ground. They were surprised by what they found. Devoted to Jesus, seeking to honor him. They expected to find a dead body, but they find an empty tomb and two glorious men there. That devotion would need to be redirected from a dead body to a living Lord. And so, so the angels speak to them. And the angels said, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Their thinking had to be reoriented 
not thinking of Jesus as one who was dead, but recognizing him as one who is alive. Why do you seek the living among the dead? It is that same question that we face today. When we look for meaning in life, when we look for significance in life, so often we look for the meaning of life among those things that are dead. We seek to find our significance in humanistic philosophy, a belief that man is the measure of all things. And if I just look inward, I will find some true meaning inside myself. That is looking for life among that which is dead. Perhaps we look to self-esteem psychology, where really you just need to feel good about yourself. You're good enough. You're smart enough. You can do all these things. That's to look for living among the dead. Perhaps, perhaps we seek our meaning in, in New Age religion, where, where God is all around us and he's in all things and he's in the rocks and he's in the trees and he's in all these other places. There's no objective existence of a God who is creator and ruler over all that he has made. To seek meaning there is to seek for the living among that which is dead. Perhaps we, we remain agnostic we say, I will simply choose to suspend all belief. And our own arrogance becomes our God. All of these ways to find meaning in life are to look for the living among the dead. No, our meaning is found only in the living Savior, Jesus Christ. What do the angels declare to them? He is not here, but has risen. That simple, fundamental, but foundational truth. We find our significance in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He rose from the grave. Death could not keep its prey. Up from the grave he arose. He did not remain in the tomb. He came out, and this is a blessing for us. For in his death, we saw our sins laid upon him and those sins taken to the grave. But he arose to new life, and we are forgiven. We are freed. We are now allowed to live for God. We find our significance there in his work, in the fact that he's a resurrected Savior. The grave is not the end for us. This life is not all that there is. But as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, we read that earlier, Christ, the first fruits. First fruits, children, means there is more fruits to come. Christ is the first. He was raised. But that means there's more. There's more to follow. And in Christ's resurrection... We have the assurance that all who die in the Lord will be raised again as well. That's the, 
the comfort that we have when we stand by the graveside. I stood by the graveside again this past week and reminded us that for all who die in the Lord, that is not the end, that there is a resurrection because Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The the angels say to the women, He's not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. Remember what he said. Remember his words. He had told them a number of times in different ways that he would rise again, explicitly at times saying, he will rise on the third day. And the angels say, remember. Remember his words. Remember that truth. Are we so different today? We still need the reminder of the significance of the resurrection. We still need the reminder that it is only in him we can find true life. And graciously, lovingly, God gives us a reminder of the resurrection. Every Lord's Day is a reminder that on the first day of the week, Christ rose from the dead. Every week, God reminds us of the resurrection. Every week we're reminded he is not here, he has risen. Which is why when we gather together for worship, Lord's Day after Lord's Day after Lord's Day, we always hear that call to believe that fundamental truth. Believe Jesus Christ, what God has done for him, and in him the blessing we receive as his children. He has risen. And so Lord's Day after Lord's Day after Lord's Day, we remember, we are reminded of the truth of the resurrection. Verse 8, and they remembered his words. They remembered now. And in that remembering, there's that sense of, of it, it now makes sense. Jesus, when talking about the resurrection, was not talking about the final resurrection, but his resurrection and ours in him. It made sense who he was, what he came to do. They remembered his words. They remembered that he had said, I will rise again. As we gather today, via the internet, as we gather around this text of the resurrection. Is it the risen Christ that we are commemorating? Is it this Jesus Christ, not just a good man, not just a good example, not just a fine teacher, but one who was the Son of God, who was raised from the dead. Do we gather on Easter Sunday out of tradition or because we believe the word and remember his words? He 
rose from the grave. That sets him apart from every other religious leader. There have been other men who were great teachers. There have been other men who were fine examples. There were other prophets. But none of them, none of them rose from the dead except for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is the risen Savior. He is the only Savior. We gather today to serve a risen Savior, not remember a dead leader. Is that why you tuned in today to this worship? To, to honor Jesus Christ. For he calls you once again today to put your trust in him, the only one who can save, the only one who rose from the dead, the only one in whom we find our life and our significance. The women remembered the words of Jesus. And then we read in verse 9, and they returned from the tomb. Uh, they told all these things to the eleven to all, and to all the rest. The women saw what had took place. They heard the angels. And their first response, their first response, we got to go tell somebody. we got to go tell somebody. They're going to manifest their devotion in the words they will speak. And so they go to the apostles. And again, um, we're surprised at the results. They go to the apostles and they tell them all these things. And verse 11 but these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. The words seemed an idle tale. It was a story, perhaps wishful thinking on the part of the women. These apostles, too, had heard Jesus, and now they have the testimony of the women but they are still thinking from an earthly point of view because they know dead bodies don't rise. Many this Easter still view the day from an earthly point of view. Even the world knows something is going on on this Easter Sunday. Now they often have it wrong. Surprised, I should say not surprised, alarmed by the media's coverage, not of the number of churches that couldn't meet this Lord's Day, but how many Easter egg hunts would be canceled on this Lord's Day. The world gets that there's something going on, but they see this day from a worldly point of view. They don't believe, dead bodies don't rise. But Easter is not simply an earthly story. It is not an idle tale. It is that which is revealed to us by God himself. And he continues to do that today through his holy word. Notice, even Peter, verse 12. Peter rose, ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Now, that word marveling there doesn't mean so much rejoicing in what had happened, but wondering. Peter went home wondering, almost even questioning. 
what had happened. He hears the testimony. He sees the evidence himself. He finds the empty tomb. He finds the cloth. But he still wonders, could this be true? Rational proofs, rational evidence are not enough to convince. These things are spiritually discerned. And so we pray to God for the gift of faith. Faith whereby we might embrace this truth given to us in His Holy Word. We have God's own testimony. If you are are this morning wondering, could this all be the case? If you are looking for evidence, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The Word of God testifies to it. Put your faith in that word of God, that promise of the resurrection, and know the truth of Easter. We are not here to evaluate the resurrection story. We are here to celebrate the resurrection story. God's own word confirms what has taken place. Let us not leave this Sunday morning still wondering Could it be true? You know, if only I got a little more evidence, if only a few more things made sense to me, then I would believe. The rational evidence will never be enough. But we put our faith in the objective, true, reliable Word of God and embrace the fact of the resurrection. He is not here, but he has risen. We gather today out of devotion. Devotion to Jesus Christ. The one whom God by his power raised from the dead. The one who was raised as a blessing for us. In him we see our own resurrection. And the one who resurrects us now to a new life. A new life to live not in those old dead ways, but following the path of our Lord and Savior, walking in the paths of righteousness. My friends, we celebrate Easter. We celebrate the resurrection because of this fundamental truth. He is not here, but has risen. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, great and glorious How we thank you that you have revealed to us the truth about the resurrection. You have given us your very word to testify that Christ has risen from the dead. And you, O God, have worked in our hearts that glorious gift of faith whereby we embrace this truth and know it is the case. Lord God, on this this Easter Sunday, may the truth of Christ's resurrection uh, continue to resound around the world. And will you use the declaration of that truth to continue to bring many to faith in Jesus Christ? Lord God, for those of us who know this glorious resurrection, help us to, to honor Jesus, to be devoted to Jesus, not only in his death, but also in his risen life by the way that we live by the way that we act, by the way that we follow after you. Hear our prayer, O God.
for Jesus' sake. Amen.